This is Supernatural Breakthrough with Mike Signorelli every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, a new episode drops. So the unseen realm, ancient wisdom, and your freedom awaits in this episode. Let's jump right in. Uh, Let's just talk about hearing the voice of God. Well, I will say God always hears you, okay? But there are hindrances to us hearing God because we're human. So God always hears us. He always hears us. He always hears us. It's impossible for him to not hear us. Yes. But there are things But we don't always hear him. Exactly. Come on. Yeah. So um, I love, I forget who said it, but somebody said, do you want to hear God speak to you? Or do you want to hear God read your Bible? If you want to hear God out loud, read your Bible out loud. <laughs> Let's so, rewind and say that again. Somebody quote Pastor Julie on your it's Instagram. It's not my quote, but go no, ahead. No, listen, it's her quote. She said it. So if you want to hear God, read your Bible. If you want to hear God out loud, read your Bible out loud. Yes. And let's start with that. There's a lot of prophetic people who want to replace reading and studying the Bible to show themselves approved by just getting prophetic words from God. And I'll tell you what, you can go from prophetic to pathetic really quick if you never want to read your Bible. Let me just say that again, because I know Janice Burns just hit that like button and we got a notification. Mm -hmm. Um, But you go from prophetic to pathetic when you stop reading your Bible. Man, somebody quote me on that. I will. That's an original. Will you quote me? Yeah, yeah, I'll do it. Okay, so (laughs) if you want to hear from God, read your Bible. And if you want to hear him out loud, read your Bible out loud. Let's start with that. Yeah. Don't. Okay, go ahead, babe. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, I think sometimes people want, like, I want a new word. And it's like, no, you're just going to get the same one that's in here. Well, let me, let me say this. What if instead of getting a, what instead of getting a new word, what if you get a fresh revelation on an old one? Yeah, there you go. You know, it's like when you read the Bible, listen, I've read the Bible cover cover to cover and uh, multiple times, but you get a fresh revelation on an old word. Right. Yeah, there you go. That's it. Broadcast over. Okay, let's just go ahead and end this thing. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to go to lunch. We're going to lunch. Come on. Um, If this is good, drop a comment. If you've been like maybe challenged, I'm not even going to use the word convicted, but if you've been challenged right now in this moment, talk to us in the comments because we're reading it. Now, What version of the Bible, though? Because I think that hinders a lot of people. I know there's some of you guys who have this religious demon that convinces you that only the King James Version is legitimate. Uh, The devil is a liar. The Bible was written in Greek. It was written in Hebrew and on portions in Aramaic. And so most of you probably do not speak ancient Aramaic um, or Hebrew. You were not raised in a Jewish community in right. a Jewish home or, or uh, you know, Greek, Hebrew, or Aramaic. So there are different translations yeah. of the Bible that can help you. So briefly, here's sure. the approved list approved. by Mama and Papa Six. Yeah. Uh, number one, I'm going to say the ESV overall. So that means if you want a solid Bible that's easy to understand in the English language, just the ESV balances out the different types of translations well. Now, I'm going to endorse Eugene Peterson, uh, his translation, The Message, for just simply understanding it. So if you find that you don't understand the Bible, the message is great for just simply understanding it. Now, now, even though I talked about, I'm talking about the religious I people. I was like, what Bible did you grow up on? I read, no, this I is my on. Bible. I read the King James. I read out of the King James. There's no nothing wrong with it, but I don't believe that only the King James should be yeah, read. That's how I grew up. Okay, so 
<laughs> this this is my Bible. I got uh, Pastor Vlad on this. The Dake. Let me see if it'll it, it'll it probably won't. The Dake annotated. Amazing. Yeah. But read the Bible. How okay. about read the one you'll read? Yeah, let's there start with that. Okay, so <laughs> number two, my prayers are not. Uh, somebody says the message is too diluted. Now, I know you're hating right now, but you you missed what I said, okay? So let me rewind. Yeah. I didn't endorse it as the ultimate translation. I simply said, for those who have a third and fourth grade reading level that, that yeah. need a basic understanding of what's happening, go to the message. And then oftentimes what I'll tell people to do is have the, the, the ESV or the King James or New King James open next to the message. Yeah. And it's like having Eugene Peterson, who is the, the pastor who is translating it um, next to you, yeah. helping you understand it. I'll tell you, I'll just go through like our family, um, KJV, ESV, I read the ESV. Um, my daughter, my teenage daughter reads the NIV. So um, she's 15, just to give you some context. And my little one reads um, the Action Bible. We have children's Bibles that we read. I got one off Amazon that I love for her. And so we are all at different levels that are at our understanding. So I just want to encourage you, like, if somebody reads the message version, like, let's not hate on them. Like, you got to start somewhere. And I would say if you start there, maybe graduate to a different translation or try a, a different one. So, um, yeah, so let's my kinda, two cents. <laughs> yeah, so let's we're going to pick up the base on. on. <laughs> yeah, let's. Yeah, seriously, we need that. Yeah. So we're going to talk about the common hindrances to hearing God. And when you reach out to God, you know, we want to help you understand that God is always speaking. So we're going to start, yeah. we we started with reading your Bible, but let's go deeper, okay? Let's talk about unconfessed sin. Let's talk about unconfessed sin. So I'm going to read Isaiah chapter 59, verses 1 through 3. Uh, the mods can drop this in the chat as well. Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, nor his ear heavy, that it cannot hear. But your in, in, iniquities have separated you from God, and your sins have hidden his face from you, so that he will not hear. For your hands are defiled with blood, and your fingers with iniquity. Your lips have spoken lies, and your tongues muttered perversity. Now, I just want to break it down for you. I just want to keep it plain. Unconfessed sin is a barrier between yes. you and God. Yes. And some of you are saying, well, but what about the new covenant? That was out of the book of Isaiah. We now have Jesus. Yes, we have Jesus, but he is faithful and just to forgive when you confess. Mm -hmm. And so you can't just say, I confessed my sins once and then lived in sin the rest of my life. That is a lie. You're, yeah. He is faithful and just to forgive you every time you confess. But I will tell you, oftentimes I start my prayers like this. Now I'm just going to give you the front row seat. <laughs> I'm going to pretend like I'm praying so that you can hear how I pray. And I've been doing this every yeah, day yeah, since, yeah. since I was a teenager. Father, I come before you humbly. Forgive me, God, of anything that I'm not aware of, things that I've been doing that you need to shine your light on. Father, I ask that you would just expose and reveal to me anything that I'm hiding. Father, I, I know that um, lately I lied. I, I need to go back and make that right. I'm confessing that to you. I'm going to go back to that person. Father, I know I gossiped about that person. I don't know why I went back to that gossip. Maybe it's pride inside of me, God, but I'm going to go back and I, I'm going to confess that sin to them, but I'm confessing it to you. 
See, now where did I get that from? In the Lord's Prayer, when the disciples said, teach me how to pray. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you guys hear me today? This is good. If this is good, smash that thumbs up right now. Hit that thumbs up. He said, pray like this. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your... But what does he say? Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who trespass against us. So a regular thing that you should be doing is confessing your sin. Like literally every yeah. single time. I do that yeah. daily. I let, If you are wanting to go deeper on this topic, I highly recommend. There's a book called 10 Steps Towards Christ. Maybe the moderators can drop that title. It's the book we use for our discipleship classes. It's by Jimmy Evans. And this, we're kind of like extrapolating like some of the points there yeah. in that book. So if you want to go deeper, we invite you to read that. But I like how he likens yeah. um, this separation between God and us and why we can't hear God. He talks about like being in an argument with your spouse, right? Have yeah. you ever been in like a full-fledged argument with your spouse? And then the next day, it's kind of awkward, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a little awkward. And of course, God is gracious and he's available, but God wants to be approached his way. And if there's things after an argument that I haven't come to Mike and said, hey, or vice versa, like us one to another, like, hey, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that. More likely, like more than likely, things are not going to get better until we have that moment of confession between us. And God wants to be approached his way. This is not about what we... What we think, you know, this is not about like, I'm going to, you know, shake my fist at God and I'm not coming back to him about this because I'm mad at him. No, 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 no. You are not God. You are not God. He is our Lord. And so we have to approach him as such and come to him with the unconfessed sin in our life. And we have to go to the Lord with that. And so, yeah, that's my two cents. Yes. (laughs) That's my two cents on it. <laughs> Let's go to the next one because yeah. this is super powerful. It, if, guys, if you're getting something out of this, I'm asking you, please subscribe to this channel now. Don't even waste any time. You need this in your life. How many times are you going to hear this information uh, searching through the web? There's so much garbage teaching out there. So hit that subscribe button and uh, we're going to go from there, okay? number The next one, number three is rebellion. So a lot of times people will be like, the Lord hasn't, the Lord hasn't spoken to me. Now I'm going to ask that you feel the love in what I'm saying right now, because this could be harsh, but rebellion, how could you disobey the pastor that you can physically hear his voice and then ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you in, in your heart, in your spirit? And so a lot of times we're disobedient to God's delegated authority, but then we try to convince the Holy Spirit we're going to be um, obedient to his authority. And we were talking about that scripture that says, like, I'm ultimately following Jesus, but I'm following Paul as Paul's following Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so rebellion is a major, major blockage to prayer. And, and so I would say, go back and ask yourself, am I being rebellious to spiritual authority? Or here's a deeper question. And I know you're not going to, probably the viewership's going to go way down to like a hundred people right now. Um, but do you even have a pastor to be submitted to? And maybe the Lord's saying, Hey, I gave you so many words, but it's like, I now are going to, I'm not going to give you more words because I want to give you a human being to be submitted to that I've given my authority to. And see, for us, Julie and I are the lead pastors, then we have pastors under us, and then we have connect group leaders under them, and it flows all the way down, dream team leaders and stuff. And I know 
that this is a hard word to hear, but some of you are trying to hear from God apart from his bride. So he's not returning for just random Christians chilling out in their home, hearing words from him, going on solo missions. He's coming back for his bride that's united without spot or blemish. So, and here's the thing, even Jesus' prayer, forgive us, U.S., us, of our sins, O-U-R, forgive us. It's like it wasn't individual language, it was plural. So why do you think God's going to bless your own personal prophetic ministry when he taught us how to pray with us and our? And so if you're not under authority, you should not be in authority. So stop asking for yeah. prophetic <laughs> words and to hear from God, but you, like you can't be prophetic without a pastor. Yeah. You can't be prophetic without a pastor. There's going to be a limitation on that. Even when Elijah himself came to God and said, um, God, I'm the only one left. Now they're going to kill me. He got rebuked by God. And he was like, you're not the only one. There's thousands of other prophets. Go find them and stop doing ministry alone. And so I can't stand the, the thing I hate the most about prophetic culture is how people are like, I can't hear from God. And he's like, yes, you're going to hear from God through your pastor. You're going to hear from God through them, and it's not going to be what you want to hear. So rebellion is a major yeah. blockage to prayer. it can be in the home. It can be in the workplace. It can be in so many different areas. And um, I know that, like, we're just, we're, we're, it's so difficult to say, like, oh, once I am obedient to my boss or once I'm, you know, uh, submitted in my relationship, um, you know, then I'll hear God. That sounds like weird, mm -hmm. but it's not our way. We're trying to put it into an American context, you know, this ultra, um, you know, democracy, like we're trying to flow it into like our conception of what we think hearing from God is, but this isn't about what we've created as an American church or as, as an American or as, you know, a feminist or whatever word you want to put on it. This is about God's way, and we have to do things God's way in order for us to be like the recipients of like God's voice, I guess, yes. if that makes sense. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes so much yeah. sense, and it, and I believe this is helping you. And harsh. so right now, um, give it a thumbs up right now. Like, go ahead and hit that like button if this is helping you. Hit it three times. Come on, Mark Billings. So here's the next one. Why am I not hearing from God? Busyness and distraction straight up. We're all guilty of it. We've all felt like oh. we're doing, here's the thing, we're doing yes. too much. Come on, I see Jamaica watching right now. I see Central Texas is on board. We got Brooklyn, New York watching. No matter where you live, busyness and distractions are a pitfall for all of us. And the Lord wants to spend intimate time with us. Come on, did, did somebody hear what I'm saying? Like the Lord wants to spend intimate time with us. It's it's like he's scheduling the date. He's like, hey, I'll show up to the date, but you never show up. You leave me, you're, you're leaving me on, on read. And it's like, I'm giving you those messages, but you're too busy, you're too distracted. Yeah. And so- How you do know, people find time if they're busy? I, I will what say this, do? like, okay, let's, talk about, answer, let's, let's talk about our marriage. <laughs> My wife has been wanting to go on dates with me for like the last two, ever. three years. <laughs> She's as ever. And I'm always trying to launching get away. church locations. Sometimes you can be the Martha and Mary, Little where you're serving God so much that you're not allowing God to serve you. Who is that for? Say that was for me in the comments. You're serving God so much that you don't allow God to serve you. And he wants you to sit at his feet but you're doing more of the the business of ministry 
that turns into the busyness of ministry that you can't hear his voice. Just say that's for me in the chat. And my wife and I, it's like that Martha Mary, like, hey, man, I'm doing so much for our marriage. I'm I'm uh, paying all of our bills. I'm growing our influence in the kingdom. I'm bringing in all these people. I'm selling merch. And now we're able to go out to eat, you know, a little bit more and, you know, whatever. I'm saving up to buy a house here in New York City. Like, what, I'm so busy for our minute or for our marriage that the busyness becomes the distraction of our marriage. And so I had to sit down and look at my schedule. I had to schedule the time. And then I needed to say, I'm going to guard this time. And I don't care what else is happening. We're going to go on date nights every Monday night. And as we begin to do that, our marriage started to get better. And some of you are like the CEO for God, but not his bride. And you can become the CEO and forget to be the bride. I can become the CEO of the Signorelli house, and under my leadership, everybody feels the finances go up, but the love and the compassion go down. So right now, if this is speaking to you, I'm talking like you need to schedule some some time with God. Now, my time with God is early in the morning. That's my daytime every single time. If this is good, drop a fire emoji right now. Come on, put it in the chat down below. I want to see it. Talk to me, people. Preach me down. But I, every morning... If you're not a morning person, maybe every night, put the phone away, man. This phone is robbing you of your destiny. If you will become a lover of God, then you will become, um, your life will become better. I was so convicted actually on Sunday because, you know, I'm a mom too. I homeschool. I have a little kid. I have a big kid. They have two different schedules, two different social lives. I have a busy life, you know, a husband who is... Um, really busy. I'm really busy. I have my own responsibilities and we live a very full, full, full life. And so a lot of times you see all these like Insta moms, like, or (laughs) Insta Christian chicks, you know, and they're, they've got like the candle lid and their lattes all made and they're like reading the Bible. And I'm like, Oh Lord, like mine does not look like that. And so I have mornings where it does look like that. Right. Um, I have mornings where I beat my, I almost said beat my kids up, but that's not I what I meant. Like, I don't I think meant we do that. Get up before them, okay? <laughs> Anyways, now I'm laughing at myself. But I get up before them, and so then I have that. There are times when our kids get up before me. You know, Abby woke up the other day at like six a.m. I was like, I am not Come ready. I'm not ready for this. And um, you know, at that point, you just have to like do what you can. You know, I'm not gonna live in fear and condemnation, but I was so convicted because Sunday morning, if you haven't watched the message, go back and watch um V1 Church, the the services from Sunday. And our guest speaker was talking about how we give um like God works off the principle of the first. So we should give him the first of our morning. Now, what does that look like? It doesn't have to look like getting your big, massive family Bible out, lighting the candle, making the latte. It could look like I'm just going to, instead of checking my social media first or my email first mm-hmm. or my text first, I'm going to open up the Bible app first. And I'm just going to read a, res- a scripture or two just to kind of get my soul in the right thing, you know, in the right yeah. frame of mind. And so I want to encourage you if you're like, yeah, I can't do that. I have like 10 kids under the age of five. Which if you do, that's a miracle, but praise God. <laughs> maybe huh. you got five sets of twins. I don't know what you have. But like maybe that's for you. Maybe it's just that one scripture opening your phone in the morning. And um, but that really convicted me on Sunday. Yeah, it was it was because so I'm like, good. I want to hear God more. So I want to give him that. 
in the morning. Now, and now as I'm looking at our notes, I think it'd be good to shift now yeah. into, because we talked about the common hindrances, just to recap, unconfessed sin, rebellion, busyness and distraction, okay? Now, once you deal with busyness, once you deal with distraction, once you deal with rebellion, you're not under authority, so God's not going to put you in authority. You're not obeying the voice of your lead pastor, but you want to obey the voice of your Savior, but your Savior gave the anointing to the lead pastor to lead people, and you're not, you don't want to be a part of a group. You want to be individual, and so God starts blowing up all this stuff in your heart. He starts changing it. You, you know, it's like you start hearing God's voice through people You st- in leadership leadership above you. You start hearing God's voice through scripture that you're reading out loud. Now, all of a sudden, the disciplines are coming into your life, and now you're going deeper. So now, what are some ways that God speaks to us? Now, I want to go deeper, okay? Now, if you haven't already, you've got to hit the subscribe button, like literally right now. Be a subscriber because you're only going to become a spiritual sniper if somebody is sharpening you and training you and raising up. I want to be a part of your life to do this uh, multiple days a week. So hit the share button if you haven't already. You guys see on the screen, Evelyn Roman, just hit the share button. Evelyn! Uh, Come on now. Every share is somebody else receiving kingdom training. And if you're sick and tired of the church and how dysfunctional it is, but then the truth is being preached, but you're not sharing it, you're part of the problem, not part of the solution. So let's be part of the solution. We we only have 287 shares on Facebook. Uh, we're halfway through. I want to see a thousand. I believe every single one of you can share into multiple groups right now. So on Facebook, you can share 15 to 20 times. And then on YouTube, you can share um, by texting to people or your community tab. So keep doing that. Um, guys, let's let's jump in though. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about how God does speak. So He speaks first through a, a still small voice inside of our hearts. I'm going to read you First Kings chapter 19, and it says this: "Behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind tore into the mountains. It broke the rocks into pieces before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind." And after the wind and earthquake, he was not in that. After the earthquake of fire, but he was not in the fire. And then he spoke in a still small voice. First Kings chapter 19 gives us this picture of the nature of God. And the thing that I need to help you understand is that God speaks. Now, you've all heard the phrase still small voice, but I want to actually use the phrase um, impression on my heart. What does that mean? Now, this is why reading the Bible is so important. Because the way that you know the impression that you get on your heart is God's voice and not your own is that the nature and the personality and the character of God is actually in alignment with that impression on your heart because you know him through Leviticus and Numbers and Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges, Ruth, 1 Samuel, 2 Samuel. You know his character through all the stories of scripture. And so then when you feel this impression on your heart and you're saying, God's telling me to do blank, that thing he's telling you to do is the same thing he told Ezra to do, the same thing he told Nehemiah to do, the same thing he told Job to do. So you know it's God because God doesn't change. But if you don't know the Bible because you're spiritually illiterate, then they're like, oh, I don't know if God's telling me to do this. Whenever somebody tells me, I don't know if it's God, it tells me two things. One, they don't know the Bible, and two, they don't know their leadership. 
Like, I know nobody wants to hear that, but like, when's the last time you asked your pastor to approve that word from God? And then number two, like, when's the last time you read in the Bible so ferociously for a year straight that all of a sudden, like, you're like, yes, of course God's telling me to do this because he also told the prophet Isaiah to do it. He told Micah to do it. He told Elijah to do it. See, it's like the more you read the Bible, the more you know God. And a lot of people tell me all the time, Pastor Mike, you're one of the most prophetic people I've ever met in my life. And it's like, but I honed it by reading the Bible. Here's another one. The other thing that that I want to talk about, this still small voice, the impression on your heart is obedience, obedience. So are you obeying? Now, I just learned this yesterday and I waited to share this on this broadcast. I don't know what you're going to share. <laughs> Neurologically. So how, where are my scientists at? How many of you love science? If you love science, you love biology. If you love studying science, drop a comment. Let's know who our science nerds are, okay? Somebody diagnosed Julie's throat clearing. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I know right. it's annoying. I'm sorry. You know, <laughs> um, she's not manifesting. <laughs> that is not manifestation. <laughs> I really, I want to cough so bad. All right, so um, here, have some water. I won't tell. No, the, I won't really, tell the audience what's in there. A, it's like probably some green something. Ugh. No, no, that's just straight water. It's not your vitamin water. Your okay, so uh, water. let's talk about obedience. I, here's the thing: when you're obedient to the word. Uh, I need you that the Lord's tending you. You start to become more accurate about um, hearing his voice. So when you're like, when you're like, I think I've got this impression he's telling me now, neurologically, this is crazy. I just learned this yesterday. (laughs) Neurologically, if you do not respond to an impulse within the first five seconds of getting that impulse, you slam the brakes on it and it goes away. Over 90% of all triggers are internal, not external. So if your brain says, grab your phone, you have five seconds to grab your phone and check it. If you don't grab your phone and check it within five seconds, your brain slams the brakes on that impulse and it begins to go away. So if the Holy Spirit tells you to give financially, you have five seconds to give. I'll tell you what was a game changer in my life. Yeah. Was not just obedience, immediate obedience. Oh, that's what I'm saying. I even re- after I, like after I that was a game this, changer to hearing God. Yeah, like after I learned this, I thought to myself, when I do an altar call and I say come up for prayer, if you don't come within the first five seconds, you're not coming. Mm-hmm. If I say, let's give in the offering and tithe and let's put yeah. 10% aside for the Lord and you don't do it in five seconds, you're not going to do it. And so again, the same, the same people, and I know y'all aren't like this because you're my audience and you're my army and you're my church. I know y'all ain't like this, but the same people who don't respond to the impulse of the Holy Spirit to tithe, to give, to serve, to sign up, to, to, to you're, if you're, you're disobeying him all the time. And then you're like, why don't you answer my prayer? I know this teaching has been so good, but I wanted to pause for a second because I want to connect with you. Go to MikeSignorelli.com. Tell me your story. Check out all these resources I have available for you. And would you consider financially partnering? It's because people say, I'm going to join my finances with this podcast that we're able to reach so many people around the world. And I'll tell you this, we are good soil to sow into. So I'll see you at MikeSignorelli.com and thank you so much for your financial gift. Okay, let's jump back in. Yeah. It doesn't work like that. 
You have to, you have five seconds. That's going to be my new thing. I want to preach on this till the whole world hears it. You have five seconds to prophesy. You have five seconds to pray for that sick person in the grocery store. You have five seconds to give that money. You have five seconds to, to, to start that business, to go on. It's like, if you don't do it within five seconds, you ain't doing it. I'll give you a story. Give that story, girl, because I feel the Holy Ghost. Yesterday, you're going over, praise break, praise break. Like you work on your phrase break. Like, you don't, you know, you know, like in the old school, you know, nope, <laughs> we got somebody, somebody got to teach him how to do it. Um, but I, we were in the deli yesterday with our kid, or I was in the deli. You, with my you girls. were in the deli. Yeah, yeah. I was in, the, I was at the deli with my kids. I, don't do that I can't no talk. More. I don't I do that no coffee. more, guys. I lost my weight. <laughs> yeah, I was at the deli. Egg and cheese on a roll. Okay, goodbye. Um, but. <laughs> If you know what an egg and cheese on a roll is, if drop you know a comment you know. now. If you don't, you're not Big a New Yorker. Big and egg and cheese on a roll. Big and okay. egg and cheese with ketchup. It's mm-hmm. disgusting. No, I'm sorry. I ain't doing all that. But um, I was at the deli, <laughs> and I hear this woman say, I lost my mother two days ago. And immediately, I felt the prompting to pray for her. Now, I years ago, I would have been like, oh, I'll wait to see if she looks at me. I'll wait to see if she talks to me, you know, or I'll wait to see if we make eye contact. And I was like, I ain't waiting for that. So I just was immediately obedient and I prayed for her and she started to cry. And she was like, you know, um, what made you pray for me? I said, I'm a pastor. I have a pa- I have a church right in this neighborhood and I'd love for, for you to come. And that was it. And whether she comes or not, that really isn't the point. The point was, is that I had to be obedient Um to respond immediately. Yeah. And that's it. You got five seconds. And here's the thing. If you want to be powerful for God, steward the little bit of power you have. Mm-hmm. Let me say that very slow. <laughs> if you want to be powerful for God, steward, be responsible for the little bit of power you have. So it's like you got these Christians who are like, I yeah. want words from God. And the Lord's like, I've given you thousands of pages of scripture Thousands of sermons you listen to in your lifetime, and you have been obedient to 1% of it, but you want more. And then I won't name names, but there's these prophetic people that released prophetic words every day, every three days, every four days. And sometimes I think it grieves the Holy Spirit because it's like, now y'all are stretching. Now y'all are making it up. Because now you're a prophet and it's like, did, is the Lord really giving you words every day? How it's like, why don't we just go back and just look at the archives? And so I just really, 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 really want you guys to understand that like, I, you know, I was, t- I met somebody in Indiana, by the way, 500 people showed up to V1 Indiana last weekend. If you were in that audience, please comment with what you saw. Cause what I saw was a revival. Y'all, I'm about to drop some video from that, some pictures. I mean, we cast out demons. We had dudes sending us videos of going home and destroying crack pipes. We cast demons out of people. We had people, I had two pockets full of vapes, Marlboro cigarettes, and all kinds of stuff. And I had to empty my pockets on my lunch table. And the waiter was looking at me like, I, like some, what, what in the world are you getting into? And I just was like, man, we just saw 500 people get free. But I told this guy because I hadn't seen him in like 15 years. And he was like, Pastor Mike, you know, I don't know if you remember me. And he's like, 
man, did you always know how to do this? And I was like, yes, but I increased my obedience and then God increased the power. Let me rewind. I increased my obedience and God increased the power. I knew how to cast demons out 15 years ago, but I wasn't casting demons out of 500 people at a time. But it's like, I just, I increased my obedience and God increased his power. So it's like, for a lot of you guys, you don't need to learn anything new. You need to learn obedience. You need to get better at obedience and then the power will flow. Come on. And so you're grieving the Holy Spirit and then you're saying, and then you're saying, give me another word. And he's like, you are a fool. You are a darn fool. I mean, he probably wouldn't say darn, but (laughs) it's like, you're grieving the Holy Spirit. It's like, you give me another word. He's like, you are acting like a baby. Go pray for somebody. Go cast a demon out. Go heal the sick. Go raise the dead. And then I'll give you a word. I just had to rebuke you guys because. (laughs) (laughs) I think a lot about, remember that story we heard about as kids about the tortoise and the hare, right? It's like you see people accelerate to these levels. They get, they get places super fast and, um, you know, and that might even be someone's perception about us. I don't know. Maybe nobody thinks that, but it's like, you know, the tortoise, he was just obedient, like one step at a time, you know? And God was, or God, he was able to go further faster. I don't know if God was doing it for the tortoise, but in your life, it's like, you just be obedient one scripture at a time. Okay, be the, obedient one, you yeah, know, prompting one, at yeah, a time. One, how do you walk one foot at yeah. a time? You don't hop. You don't, you don't jump. You walk one step at a time. Yeah. One. So let me give you something that's going to blow your mind. Colossians chapter three, verse 15. Colossians chapter three, verse 15, God speaks through peace. Now I didn't say God speaks through ease. I didn't say he speaks through ease. He speaks through peace. See, like you'll feel peace after you do something hard for Jesus, but you won't feel ease. You'll feel peace after you pray for somebody in the deli or the grocery store or your school, but you won't feel ease. You'll feel peace. And Christians, they don't want peace. They want ease. Sheesh. Come on. Somebody shout me down. Share this thing. Tag somebody. Subscribe. Start pressing some buttons so I can see who's with me. You want ease, but you need peace. Mm -hmm. Peace comes from doing the right thing. You have peace after you go to the gym, but your body's in pain. You have peace after you eat the right way, but you're craving sugar. You have peace, not ease. And some of you guys are like, Lord, just give me peace. No, you're begging them for ease. You took the you took the P off of the word. So I'm trying to help you right now because Colossians chapter 3.15 says, let the peace of God rule in your hearts to which also you were called in one body and be thankful. And so God speaks through peace, yeah, not ease. And I think the biggest thing I can help you understand is like, look, Emilio Bet just shared it. Look at that little notification. <laughs> like, Emilio was like, I heard enough. Enough is enough. I'm about to share this. That's good. You need peace. And so listen, peace comes when you break up with that deadbeat who's abusing you who's talking down to you. Peace comes when you leave that church led by narcissistic pastors that don't ever give you a chance and 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 keep using you. But it's not easy, but it's peaceful. And you peace comes from hard things. Yeah. And I think a lot of people look at me like, come on, Danny George just shared. Thank you, Danny. I see you there. And a lot of people, you know, they're like, God, give me your peace. He's like, I'm going to give you peace after war. 
Fight this battle. People look at, come on, Samuel just shared. Look at all the shares happening around right now. Thank you, guys. Here's the thing I need to help you understand. A lot of people meet, look at me and Julie like we're crazy. Like we just want you, like we just love hard things. Yeah. No, we love the peace of God. In Colossians yeah. chapter 3, verse 15 says, let the peace of God rule in your hearts so that, that you also will be called into one body. Look at the unity piece that we talked about. Yeah. Even one of our missionaries um, that I was talking to a few months ago, we were just chatting about, you know, the region that they're in and how difficult it is. And, you know, one of the things that she said was, I have so much peace being in the middle of God's will yeah. than I would be if I had it on easy street being outside of God's will. Yeah, the safest place to be is yeah. not... Uh, you know, it's not uh, um, under the United Nations headquarters in a bunker. Yeah. It's not the safest place in the world is it to be in the will of God. Yes. Under the shadow of the Almighty. And when people would tell us, you're going to move to Queens, you're going to move to New York City, you're from Indiana, they, you know, people die, they get shot, they get mugged. They get, and I said, no, I'm safer in the will of God yeah. in New York City than outside of the will of God living in a cornfield in, in Indiana. Safety is about whether you're under God's wings or not. Not and, and so it's not a geographic location, it's a spiritual location. Now I want to yeah. give you the next one because I'm going to talk to you about the the angel at the church in Philadelphia that's recorded in Revelation 3 and 7. I'm going to give you the next one. How does God speak if his if if your voice if his voice has been hindered? He speaks through open doors and closed doors. He speaks through open and closed doors. Come on, is this has been good, y'all? I love open and closed doors. I yeah. <laughs> I need so to much. see guys drop a comment. Don't be a creeper. If you can physically <laughs> type, say I'm here, Pastor Mike. I'm watching from wherever. Okay. Revelation chapter three, verse seven. These things say, or these things says who he is, who is holy, who is true. He who has the key of David who opens and no one shuts and shuts and no one opens. He speaks through closed doors. Pastor Mike, the Lord called me to be a preacher. Okay, why is nobody asking you to preach at their church? Well. <laughs> I'm just asking. I mean, you know, you, you, Pastor Mike, God's called me to be a prophet. Okay, why is nobody calling you a prophet but yourself? Mm -hmm. I'll wait. Pastor Mike, God's calling me to be a missionary. Well, that's funny. Like, why did God have to send another missionary to move into your neighborhood because you weren't doing no ministry? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'll wait. Tell me in the comments. So, so like, you're called to be a preacher, but you don't, but nobody's asking you to preach. You're called to be a prophet. Nobody calls you a prophet. You're called to be a missionary, but people from Africa got to come to the United States because you're not getting the job done. What are you? I'll tell you what you are. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> <laughs> so don't. You know what I, one of my favorite stories is Bobby Bogard. The Lord called Bobby Bogard to preach. You know who he started preaching to? Cows. Yeah. He went out into the fields and started preaching to cows. He, yeah. And, you know, when I got the call to preach, I actually would go into East Chicago. There was a place called the Harbor. I was 16 years old and I would walk the streets of gang-ridden territories in East Chicago. And there would be, um, I would literally hear drive-bys and shootings two and three blocks over. And while I was preaching the gospel, I would literally say, um, hey, do you hear those gunshots? You, this could be, you could die today. 
Jesus has come now with this message and people would get on their knees on concrete and they would begin to repent and they would begin to accept Jesus and I would use the drive-bys. And and yes, I got asked to preach at other churches, but I would get out of church. Now, this is the thing. And I, I man, I, I, like, I, I hope my V1 people are hearing me. And um, I would get out of church as a teenager by noon me and my friends would go eat. I, my best friend was Puerto Rican. His mom would pre uh, would uh, actually cook us Puerto Rican rice and meals. And then we would go. And by 1.30 to 2 o'clock, I would be walking the streets of East Chicago preaching the gospel. I never was mad at my pastor for not scheduling me. I was never mad. for. I, I was like, no, I'm going to go preach the gospel because I'm a preacher. And I say that because... For many of you guys, like you're, you're, you know, God speaks through closed doors and he speaks through open doors and the church, you know, the church of Philadelphia, you see this angel, you see this whole thing in revelation three and seven, it basically says like, he is, he's the one who holds the key of David. He opens doors and he shuts them and he shuts them and no one can open them. And so like, let that be a confirmation, the shut door if it doesn't work out. But here's the problem with this. I've been preaching this for years and years and years. Literally, the door keeps slamming it on your face, but you're such, mm -hmm. it's like you, you can't let it go. What if you're in the wrong calling? What what if you're in the wrong thing? What if, you're, what if your dream is your dream, but not God's dream? Or if God is going to open the door, just continue to be obedient in the assignment that you've been entrusted in this season. Yeah. Like, like what, what have you been entrusted? And just be obedient with that until God does open that door. Yeah. If that's what he's called you to. Yeah. Like what doors did he open? Even if they're the ones you don't want. I had a, like a, maybe a few months ago, I um, obviously have been taking a break to like heal and, you know, get better and stronger and all those things. And um, someone came up to me and they said, yeah, you know, God will open up the door again for <laughs> for you to preach. And I know what they were trying to do. They were trying to be nice. And I was like, I preach every week. I, I'm not waiting to get up there. <laughs> like Come I preach now. every week. I that I preach to my husband. I preach to my kids. I lead connect groups. I preach to my team. I preach every week. I don't I don't need um a Sunday morning with a live stream set up to do that, you know? And so I think sometimes people confuse like um, platform with calling. Yeah. You know, and uh, the way to honor God is what have you been entrusted and to what level has someone trusted you? So the Holy Spirit has entrusted us to make our win souls and make disciples, right? That's what Jesus commanded us to do. That's what I've been entrusted with. I've been entrusted with a connect group. Yeah. I've been entrusted with kids. I've been entrusted with a team, you know, and I'm just going to minister. That's the open door. That's the open door. And so I'm going to be obedient there. And I feel like I've heard God more clearly in this season than I have been when preparing a message for four services in a live yeah. stream. Thank you so much, so. by the way, for that revelation, Julie. We're yeah. going to do the last one, then we're going to do a Q&A. Oh, I had a scripture I wanted to read. Okay, let me After read mine, that. then you read yours, and yeah, we're going to yeah. do a Q&A. If you have questions, you better start typing them in the chat. So the last thing been. is God speaks through people, but I want to show you something that I, you very rarely hear pastors teach on. Mm -hmm. And this is Luke chapter two, verse 41 through 51. So Jesus was at the age of 12 teaching in the <laughs> temple. And then all of a sudden his mother, I'll say that again over the, over the throat clearing, just in case it got into the mic. <laughs> <laughs> Never invited back. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of it's closed fine. doors. Well, this door is shutting. <laughs> <laughs> this door of ministry might be shutting to Julie if she can't bring a cough drop to our teachings. <laughs> COVID was rough, man. <laughs> okay. 
Y'all, I had COVID. Give me a break. <laughs> Come on, we ain't got no grace for that. Okay, so what I was going to say is um, Jesus, at the age of 12, was in the temple. And his mother came in Luke chapter 2, verse 41 through 51, and told him, you know, it's time to go home. But here's what's crazy. Jesus could have said, Mom, I'm God. I'll do what I want. But he said, no, I'm going to respect the authority of my mom, even though I hear from God and she doesn't. That's deep. And some of you guys are, mm. I want to be like That's Jesus, good. but my pastor doesn't hear from God, so I'm not going to listen to him. Respect your authority. God speaks through people. Yeah. And I do yeah. believe that in that season, even though he was God in flesh, he was 12 years old, he was not released unto himself as an adult, and he respected his mom. I'm just saying God speaks through people. Wow. And what I hate about charismatic, Pentecostal, charismatic, like Christian culture is they do not want to respect people to hear from God through them. Yeah. Or they do the opposite. They respect famous Christian people more than the ones that they know locally. Yeah. And it's like, it's easier for me to speak into your guys' lives than even some pastors on my team times because that spirit of familiarity will say, I'm not, not going to listen to them. And it's like, and so we've got to get to the point where we're like, man, Jesus in Luke chapter two, verse 41 was like, you know what, mom, I'm the word in flesh, but you're my authority. So I'm going to hear from you. And that convicts me because guys, I have authority over me and linked international network of churches, you know, board, my board members, man, they say some stuff over my life where I'm like, I didn't want to hear that from God through you. I didn't want to hear that from God through you, but that's the very thing my soul needed. And I just tell you guys, like God's speaking more frequently, but he's, oh, oh, God is speaking more frequently through more frequencies. That's the way it is. See, your radio band, if you guys are old school, AM through FM, it had many different frequencies. And so it's like, are you only tuning into one station? Somebody quote me on Instagram or something so I don't forget that. I'm going to have to go back to this teaching because the Holy Spirit was all over it. God is speaking more frequently through more frequencies. Mm -hmm. Which ones are you dialed into? And I will say, if if you are here and you've felt like a disconnection from your leader, it could be that they stopped giving you truth because they're, they know that you won't receive it. And so I want to encourage you, if you want to build a bridge of reconciliation there, if what Pastor Mike was saying spoke to you, Go to your leader and say, hey, in the past, I've, I've shut down, but I'm telling you, I'm sorry, and I want to hear. I want see what I can't see. Speak yep. what, what I'm not willing to notice. And I'm telling you, watch revival break out, not only in your relationship, but also um, in your church, because that unity is so strong, you know, that um, I'm just believing God for like an open door for that to heal. Well, we are coming to the end of yet another incredible time together every Monday, every Wednesday and Friday at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I am posting a new podcast so that you can be equipped and learn and grow. And you know, if you got this far, you may want additional mentorship and you may want to connect with me on a deeper level, which is why I have the Breakthrough Community. If you visit MikeSignorelli.com or BreakthroughTeaching.com, you can become a monthly 
financial partner for $27 a month or $297 for the entire year, you can come into the Breakthrough Community. We do monthly Zooms. Yes, monthly Zooms. It's wild. People from all over the world are there, including prophetic seminars and teachings that literally are banned on other platforms. All of it's waiting for you, including a private Facebook group with all of the other Breakthrough Community members. So again, go to MikeSignorelli.com or BreakthroughTeaching.com and become a monthly partner. I can't wait to see you there and I will see you in the next podcast episode.